Hi there, I'm Pastor Rod Parsley, and I sure want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm the senior pastor of World Harvest Church, where we love God and love people, and I hope you'll be inspired by today's message. Now, for more great content and lots of updates, I'd love to connect with you online at rodparsley.com. But right now, let's head into today's episode. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. You ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. If you don't have a Bible, they'll put it up there for you. When the woman saw, who is the woman? Eve. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Understand right off, it's not what you're reaching for that's bad, it's the reason you're reaching for it. And I don't, I don't know if you caught me or not. I'm going to try again. It's not what you're reaching for that's bad. The Bible calls it sin. The sin wasn't that she reached for. The sin was the reason why. Later on, you'll find that the reason behind her reaching was not that she was hungry. They had all the other trees of the garden from which they could eat. It wasn't a problem of supply and demand. She didn't didn't have a need in that regard. But later on, I'll read to you that the serpent, Satan, was more subtle than any beast of the field. And, And he tricked her into putting up a mirror to her that reflected an image that she thought she wanted to be. But remember, anytime you pray for something, remember that with that something that you want, chances are really high you're going to get something you didn't. Right along with the thing you wanted. So it's not in the reaching. The reaching is not the sin. The purpose behind the reaching. What motivated her? What motivated her was that he, the serpent, said to her, here's an image of God, which you are not, which he lied because she was. The culture wants to lie to you about who you are to try to get you to want to be accepted for something that it knows you can never be. If you're looking for the perfect church, man, I'm sorry you showed up here because this one is messed up. It's got messed up people in it. It's got people that don't get it right. It's got people that don't know all the books of the Bible. You know, one of our favorite evangelists here, Miss Deborah George, she, she, she spent half a ministry career telling people bringing them to Christ on the streets wherever she was and out of the bars and out of the strip clubs. And she, she, she would tell them when she was sharing the word of God with them. She said, as, as the book of Revelation says in John 3.16, it took you a minute. Right? I mean, this church is messed up. Yeah, we follow Jesus. We follow Jesus. It's here that we connect with his church. 
It's here that we connect with the other parts of his body that make us complete. Shove your neighbor and say, you're really strange. You are weird. You are messed up, jacked up. See, because I've been around you a little bit enough to see that the Instagram you, not the real one. Because you've been using those 50 filters. But right now, see, I can see you close up. I can see your blemishes. As Miss Lisa so beautifully ministered to you, I can see your scars. Scars are not a sign of defeat. What you've been through is not a scarlet letter. It's a badge of honor, man. There are other people just like you, struggling like you, confused like you, furious like you, angry like you, hurt like you, wounded like you. You're not the first one he ever dropped. You're not the first one that ever got broken up in a relationship by text. You're not the first one that ever got on Facebook and saw a girl that wasn't very attractive in high school that now with 40 filters on Facebook looks like a beauty queen and you all jealous about it because you put on 10 pounds. You're not the only one, man. Everybody struggles. Life is a struggle. Your Bible says the whole creation groans waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Do you know what the sons of God are? They're not perfect people. Stop looking for perfect people. Now, I'm about as close to a perfect pastor as you're going to get, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm not perfect, right? I mean, there's, there's still some hell in me. I'm working out. I don't have it all straight. When my kids were little, they threw the peas across the restaurant too. You understand? Ashton did it a couple of weeks ago, but that... <laughs> this is where we follow Jesus. This is where we connect with people like us. And in here, baby, there ain't no filter. In here, we tell it like it is. We show it like it is. Here, honesty reigns. Here, we're not perfect. You say, well, why are you so happy? If you got the same mess I've got, why do I need Christ in my life? Because you've always got him to go to in your mess. You've always got his shoulder to cry on. He said, I'll never leave you when my boo do. He said he'll never forsake you. He'll stick closer than a brother because if you've ever had any hurt, most of it came from your family. I'm going to go back here where it's safe. And a lot of church folk been hurt by church folk. I probably hurt some of you. So my statement to you is I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven so just get over your fine self. 
quit being offended at somebody being offended that you're not offended about who should be offended about what they're offended about. Just stop. Just stop, man. Here's where we follow Jesus. We connect with other people like us. We discover our purpose and we serve other people because that's the highest calling of our life. I got all of that out of the first four words of Genesis and I got 12 pages, so let's hurry. Genesis 3. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, she reached for it because he presented an image to her that was not the reality. He put a filter on the thing and he said, you will be like God. Did you ever notice that a major tool that the adversary uses is to get you to not be happy with where you are and who you are and what you have? So that there's no contentment, there's no peace. And what exacerbates that entire situation is you get on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all of a sudden there is everybody else's perfect image. Everybody shows one another at the wedding party with the beautiful wine glasses. Nobody shows the destruction that waits down the road. They're not hashtag divorce. Hashtag that man beat me. Hashtag I had too much at the wedding, went off the road and killed my friend in my car. Ain't nobody hashtagging that. So you get a, you get a conception that nobody else is in a mess. Let me help you. We're all as messed up as you. And if you say you're not messed up, the Bible calls you a fool. It was pleasing to the eye. It would make one wise. So she took its fruit and she ate and she gave it to her husband and he ate because men always follow their wives down to the petticoat government. Verse seven, then they all, it's funny, I don't care who you are. Then the eyes of them both were opened. Ooh, and they knew something they had never known before. They were naked. They were naked. Every time I have to put on a suit jacket to do some pastoral duty and it's 80% humidity and 92 degrees, I say, thanks, Adam. Because <laughs> what I'd like to do is walk around showing my rock hard core. They knew that they were naked. So what did they do? Watch. I'm going to reveal to you before there was Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, cell phones, flip phones, 
dial phones, cords, before there was an electric company or Ma Bell, there was a filter. Book says, say the book is right and they are wrong. The book said they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Somebody shout hashtag no filter. Then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves. Filter number two. Later on, you'll find out they added a third filter because once you start filtering, you become a filter addict. So they sold the fig leaves because they were naked. Then they heard God. So they took them, themselves covered in fig leaves and hid behind trees. Now they're hiding. Somebody's hiding here. Oh, we see the image. We see you. This is the day. This is. But we also know what you did on the way here. Oh, God, my horn was a gun. I'm going to church and you're going to make me late. I'm getting to World Harvest Church. Would you get out of my way? Because I got to go love God and love people and you ain't one. I'm trying, honey. I'm thinking about doing it full time at some point. So now they're hiding themselves. Later on, they try a third filter. And the Bible said that they took animals and they took the skins from those animals and they covered themselves. So now we got people covered in skins with fig leaf underwear hiding out behind a tree. Kind of like we got people hiding out in church. Acting like they got it all together. Pastor says, is anybody hurting? And we're standing beside somebody and we say, thank God I'm not like them. Because we all filtered up. In the 90s, Robin Williams portrayed a character called Daniel Hilliard. He was working real hard to be the me I want you to see rather than the me God created me to be. Daniel Hilliard was a failed voice actor who had lost absolutely everything, including his children in a horrible divorce. So he decided that he would become someone else so that he could see his kids. So he donned a dress and a face mask and a wig, 
put on a Scottish accent. He was granted no visitation rights for his children. So he devised this scheme to get to spend time with his children. But really bad stuff happens when you try to be somebody you're not. Check it out. Miss Hiller? Yes, dear? I take sugar in my tea. Oh, your tea! Oh, tea and tea right there with your tea! Sorry to frighten you, dear. I must look like a yeti in this get-up. This is my nightly meringue mask, part of my beauty regimen. What it is is basically egg whites, creme fraiche, powdered sugar, vanilla, and a little touch of alum. There you go, dear. Oh, there you go. You've got your cream and your sugar now. It's a little cappuccino. One drop or two. Would you like another one? Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, as you can see, I can't stay with you, dear. I'm melting like a snow cone in Phoenix. There we go again. I'll go get Danny, all right? He'll be right with you. Hold on. Danny! Coming, sis! It was lovely to have met you. Lovely to meet you. Hello! <laughs> The me I want you to see, say it. The me I want you to see. The me I want you to see. Now, maybe you're not. I, I pray, like, like we can pray for you. I really pray if you're a man, you're not putting on a dress. Now, look at you. You don't even know how to respond. See, because you're letting the filter out there tell you what you should think. Look, the book is right in there wrong. If you're looking for truth, he said, I am the way, I am the truth. He didn't say, I possess truth. He said, I am truth. John 17, 17, he said, Father, God, sanctify them, set them apart. By your truth, your word is truth. So it doesn't matter what the reaction to the word is. The original intent of God is the truth. And you may not be getting panicky and smashing your face into a cake, and you may not put on a Scottish accent to try to accomplish letting folks see the you you think they want you to be. But here's what we are doing. We are filtering our lives at every level to create 
me that I want you to see. Because in our own strength, in our own might, in our own way, try as we may and try as we might, we can never really be without his help, the God, he cre the man he created us to be a filter. Here's what it does. It, it modifies something. It makes, your, it makes your selfie look better. I, I wonder if we could take a selfie of your heart not the physical one. I wonder if we could take a selfie of your mind. I wonder if you'd think that would be worthy to post on your Instagram. Because God, you remember, says that we should know no one after the flesh, but after the spirit, after their heart. And if your heart is deceitfully wicked, then everything in your life is deceitfully wicked, regardless of how many filters you try to th throw on top of it. A filter cleans things up. A, a filter retouches. A filter takes out the blemishes. A filter covers up the scars so that the real image is never portrayed nor perceived. So that we, like Mrs. Doubtfire, become somebody we're not. And that's a game you can't win. We become so obsessed with filters. Like, our team told me this, and I'm like, I, okay, I, I know y'all are supposed to be Christians and not supposed to lie, but I'm going to find this one out for myself. Because they told me that we have become so possessed and so obsessed with filters that people are now naming their children after the filters. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. Now, there may be a few folk. So I, I looked it up, you know. I, I got a hold of my buddy Google. He wasn't in, so I called his girlfriend, Siri. And they, they told me, they told me that the top 3% of names last year in America were from the names of filters on Instagram. Willow and Valencia and June, there are 50 of them. And more than any other category, children in the United States of America last year were not named after Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, Paul, Samson, they were named after filters. Because we're bowing at the shrine, you know. Let me ask you the question. How many times did you crack open your Bible last week? And how many times did you check your feet? Now you say, well, there's something wrong with the feet. There's no more wrong with the feet than there was the apple, proverbial apple. It's what's motivating us. And I'm really concerned that what's motivating us is we don't like us. So we have to cover us and filter us 
We have to take off the blemishes. We don't let anybody see the scars. We don't ever let anybody know that we're fearful, that we're hurting, that we're bruised, that we feel neglected, that we feel left out. In fact, one of the greatest things that I discovered in researching this is that the Urban Dictionary has now included one, one of these filters. Listen to this. They, they, they call it FOMO. This is in the dictionary. Do you know what FOMO means? I didn't, somebody got it. Fear of who got it? Stand up. What's it mean? Fear of missing out. So there is a filter that helps us because what's driving us and what's motivating us is not that the fruit is bad, but it's the reason we're going to the fruit. And the reason you're going to your Instagram, your Facebook, your Snapchat, your telephone, your whatever you can bury yourself in, whatever leave you can sew together, whatever tree you can hide behind, whatever group of people you can lose yourself in, we're doing it because we're attempting to filter out a fear. And that fear is nothing other than the fear of missing out. Do you know that 87% of people that say that if they spend 15 minutes on social media, at the end of the 15 minutes, they're more depressed and they're more angry and they're more upset than when they logged on? Do you know why? Because they're missing out. They see some kids running up and down the soccer field and some mom puts it on Instagram and they have to work because that dog of a man left them with three kids and no way to pay the bills. And so they're not out at the soccer game with their kids on Saturday. They're somewhere working a second job to try to pay the bills. And so we put on there, look at Johnny, look at Sally. And they're there and their kids in a daycare center somewhere instead of being with their parents and so instead of rejoicing with you, they feel left out. I didn't get invited to the party. Why did Bill and John go play golf? I usually play golf with them. Are they mad at me? What have I done wrong? We sound like 14-year-old junior high girls. Why wasn't I in the wedding? How dare her? You'd have been fine, man, if instead of looking into that mirror, you'd have done what the Word of God says. Look in the mirror called the Word of God and stop worrying about what they're doing and think about what He's doing. Your life will change, baby. Man, I'm preaching better than y'all to shout, and I tell you that right now. <sighs> the fear of missing out. The fear of being less than. The fear that somebody's got more than you. The fear that somebody's happier than you. And you get on there hoping to be encouraged, and after 10 minutes, you want to throw the thing against the wall. But there's an addiction. You have to go back. You keep going back, and then what you start doing is you start creating a fake life for you. Like you take your picture, 
but it shows that blemish. So you hold it the other way. Let's see. I've watched people in restaurants spend 10 minutes deciding how. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Come on, if you hold it further out, you look skinnier. If you stick your chin out while you're doing it, they won't see your double chin. Am I talking true to anybody? Man, the stuff is killing us. The stuff is, have, you ever, have you ever logged on and seen somebody and it says their name and like you know them? You just saw them a week ago. They could not have lost 70 pounds in a week. And so then you try to go get in your prom dress. And what is this? I just have to ask this one. I don't get to, what is this one? Won't you take your selfie before you pluck it out and paint it in and puff it up and powder it up? Won't you not put your parcel in? I was baptizing a woman not long ago. She had the most beautiful long hair. And I baptized her. And I pulled her up out of there, and I'm telling you what's the truth. She looked like a bad barber got a hold of some bad sis, and that beautiful hair was floating down the Jordan River. And I, that's a true story. Why don't you take your selfie? Fear, the fear of being left out. And that, the root of that is chasing happiness instead of pursuing joy. Well, I'll tell you what God wants. God wants me to be happy. Well, honey, you look, that woman had seven husbands. Six didn't make her happy. Seven's not going to make any difference. Husband said to her, wife said to her husband, do you mind if I dye my hair red? He said, why would I mind? It's been seven other colors in the last two weeks. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody ought to do the best they can with what they've got. But at some point, we have to come out of the non-reality of the person we want you to see and just start being the people God created us to be.
Because the people you're trying to witness to for Christ, they're just as messed up as you. And when you present this image that if you come to God, everything starts popping up petunias and turning out tulips, they are going to be so disillusioned that when they get home, their wife still burned breakfast and the bill still isn't paid. Am I helping anybody at all? The second that we use as a filter of pride, Jason Silva, the host of Brain Games on Nat Geo said, I think, therefore I Instagram. Everything from the cheeseburger that you ate 10 minutes ago that ain't nobody cares. Why I do I want to see a picture of your food? I mean, like, do you ever get those and go, wow, honey, come look at this. It's mashed taters. Did you ever see such a thing? Of course, you don't, you don't do selfies of mass taters. You do selfies of quiche. Right? I think, therefore, I Instagram. It's not the Instagram that's bad. It's the motivation behind it. Stop trying to cover up your fear. Stop trying to cover up your insecurity. Stop trying to cover up your scars. Because guess what? He made you just like you are. And if it's good enough for him, it better bless God be good enough for everybody else. You young ladies, quit trying to portray somebody you're not to some guy that's going to come to your marriage with his other pair of jeans and have to live in your house. Stop. I read a guy's, I read a guy's, what is that? What you put on there, this is who you are. Anyone, whatever that is. He was a photographer, an actor, a pastor, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a dad, a granddad, a scratch golf player, a tennis whiz. I'm not making this up. Like if all that was true, you'd be Jesus. And don't look now cause you ain't. Man, if, if one, half of 1% of all that stuff was real, there'd be no need for Jesus. We don't need him. We got it all figured out. We're making more money than anybody. We got a better car than anybody. We got a bigger house. Our kids are perfect. Won't you ever like video your 14 year old, 14 year old standing in your living room doing what you know they do? 
Because if you did, you'd get about 9 billion likes. You would go like viral. Because everybody that's ever had a 14-year-old, especially girl, understands that at 14 they move out of their bodies. They become someone else. Don't worry. Don't panic. They'll move back when they're about 16, 17. They kind of get normal again. My problem is the whole culture's gone 14-year-old girl. We're all moving out of our bodies. We're all becoming somebody else. I'm boring you, aren't I? Well, I'm just... We, we try to filter out our shame, so we puff it up and we pluck them out and we squeeze them in. I'm telling you, I'm in the mall. I walked past a lady's store and there was a pair of jeans this long and this wide. And it said, one size fits all. Some of y'all stretching stretchy way too far because when you're walking away from me it looks like I could use your rump for something to track my jeep on you're not listening to me this morning gentleman over here is asking his wife what I'm talking about he's got a real thin wife so it doesn't Here's what I want to tell you. God said to Adam and Eve, where were you? For eons of time, we've walked together in the evening breeze every day. Where are you? I created you of the dust of the ground. I leaned over the pool of creation and I saw a reflection of myself in Genesis 1 26 and 27 says he made the man in his image imagio day he looked at himself and created you formed you of the dust of the ground picked you up and breathed into you the breath of life and you became a living soul, the apex of the created order of God. We've all been mesmerized by the moon and the sun and the stars recently and the fury of nature, and we understand that the heavens declare his glory every night. When I go out for a walk, I, I gaze up into those heavens and I think, how great you are. And he smiles back at me and says, of all this, you're the apex of everything I ever created because you're the only being that I ever created like me. Yeah, but pastor, here's the deal. I, I got to cover this stuff up because because I'm ashamed. And that's what, that's what Adam and Eve said. After they sewed their fig leaves together and got the Instagram picture just right, 
put on some animal skins hid in the lushness of that garden. When God came, he said, now I have to ask you a question. Is God all knowing? So like he wasn't asking to be informed. He's asking rhetorically. He's saying, what happened to you? He already knew that they had disobeyed, that they had sinned, that they had broken covenant, that they had done the one thing, only one single thing that he asked them to do. And they couldn't stay right about it. He already knew that. So why did he come that night? For the same reason he's here right now. Because your scars are why he came. Your hurt and your pain. God doesn't just love you in the morning sun. He loves you in the evening rain. He doesn't just love you when you get it right. And your Instagram image doesn't fool him. He knows you inside and out. And the reason you put all that on is because you don't want to be rejected. You can put up that steely persona if you want to. Nobody likes to be made fun of. Nobody likes to be made feel less than. Nobody wants to be insignificant. Nobody wants to be insecure. Nobody wants to be left out. God made us that way. So here's what I want to tell you. How about hashtag no filter? Used to sing it this way, just as I am. I'm not cleaning it up. I'm not puffing it up. I'm not powdering it up. I know who I am and what's greater. You know who I am. What was that movie? I know what you did last summer. He knows what you thought three seconds ago. And still he comes. He knows you've damned his name, trampled through the blood of the sacrifice of his son, have thought about everything but him, have tried to make your own way. He knows you're self-involved and self-interested and selfish. He understands what they did to you because he remembers when he was there, he felt it. When they rejected you, he took it. When they left you out there, he hangs pale and pallid. The Lamb of God, the Son of God, the I am that I am, the creator of heaven and earth there, wheezing and bleeding and sighing and crying and dying. He's there. Don't you dare say he doesn't know what you're going through. 
he took it all in his own body on the tree. He took your shame and he filtered it out with his blood. He took your insecurity and he put the only filter worth having over top of it, his love. He took your shame and your insecurity and your sin and your darkness. And right here, a Roman sword made a perfect target on a bloody side. That centurion thrust that sword in. He's hanging there in the horrible sag of death. He, he's bled, bleeding by which the very veins of God himself were emptied. And don't say he died for the world. Don't say he died for church. Don't say he died for your family. Let me tell you who he died for. You. Every lash on his back was for you. The beard wrenched from his face was for you. The embarrassment, the humiliation was yours laid on him. Your fear, hear him. You want to act like you're abandoned because you're 20 and you're not married? You want to act like you're never going to get over it because she left you? Every drop of blood running freely down that naked side and dripping onto the earth in bloody pools beneath his feet. Every sigh was for you. Just like he came looking for Adam and Eve when he knew what they'd done. Stop trying to filter it out. He knows. He knows how freeing that is. He knows me and he still died for me. Greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. You wanna find your soulmate? You can find him this morning. He's the one that died to save your soul. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.